0: Friend Testimony Part 2.
1: The odds of me, um, of myself even going out climbing, um, meeting with my friend to go climbing with my son and him not being able to show up, no message, no anything like that. And then going to a spot and do some cliff diving or jumping, um, that wasn't planned or anything. And then to have exactly the right kind of person to enter my life, as right? like I always say, that, uh, that uh, she is my angel, she brought, uh, you know, God sent me, sent me one of his angels to save me at that time, because I was very much hurt and wanting, essentially, you know, to not be around anymore, to not suffer anymore. Um, you know, and her story completely changed how I looked at things, because I saw how Affected the kids. What are the odds? What are the odds of that? It's like winning the lottery a bunch of times, right? And then my journey in faith began uh, kind of more earnestly. So, prayer while I was running, or conversation. I guess we can call it prayer. Our conversations with God, all of them. um, And then even doing devotionals in the morning and everything like that. Um, I'll kind of fast forward. It's uh, March. 24th, I was supposed to go to do some training in Houston for my for my work. Uh, March 24th here where we live, mild uh, winters, so no snow on the ground, no anything cold, or not even that cold, you know, like minus three degrees Celsius. And um, you know, there was no snow on the ground. I got to the airport at seven in the morning. My connecting flight out of Calgary was at 12:30 to Houston, so and the flight is only 52 minutes, so I have plenty of time. So I, I, get, to ca- I get to the airport, and, um, you know, at this time, Amy and I, of course, still just friends. I know I wanted more, but she definitely was not necessarily as interested in it as I was, or uh, overtly, I guess, I, you know. Um, but anyways, what had happened was uh, there was a fog delay out of the flight coming in, so um, there were two fog delays, and then finally they got us to board the plane, and then uh, the pilots came over the speaker because it just had started to snow. Uh, and he said, oh, we have to de-ice. Uh, we'll be a little bit longer delayed, 15 minutes delay while we get the uh, de-icing truck out to de-ice the plane before we take off. And we went, okay, pretty standard protocol for that. Comes on the intercom, you know, five minutes later, and says, uh, uh, sorry guys, the delay will be a little bit longer, is our de-icing truck broke down. Um, but we have a backup truck that we'll, we'll get out. We'll finish the icing and we'll be on our way. So, okay, so we're still sitting on the, on the plane. Uh, and it's just a little puddle jump, a little 18-seater beach craft. And um, then they come on the speaker again, and they say that they're very embarrassed to admit this, but that their backup uh, de-icing truck had broke down but that they had a third party contractor that would come out and de-ice the plane. So, all right, so they got us to de-plane and wait inside, which would be more comfortable, because uh, they said, well, we'll still have time to uh, get you to Calgary, and make all your connecting flights. So, um, we're inside, and then uh, and then what happened was, is uh, the contractor gets there about a half hour later, uh, and we get on the, they get us to back, get back on the plane. And then they come on the intercom and they say, well, um, de-icing, the contractor brought the wrong de compound so therefore they don't have enough time to go back, um, unload and reload and get back to de-ice the plane before the pilots, their flight time may be timed out, in which case they won't be able to fly anymore, just uh, flight regulation here in Canada. and." Um, So yeah, so then the flight was cancelled. And this was a trip, some training in Houston, I planned a year prior, and it was an important one for my uh, career development. Um, So I get in my truck, so they said the flight was cancelled, so I get in my truck and I'm driving to Calgary, trying to get uh, another flight out to get me to Houston. And This was on a Sunday, Uh, my training started on a Monday. And then uh, what happened was they wouldn't be able to get me um, get me into Houston until Monday night, in which case I missed the very important first day of my journey well. Wow. Alright, so, anyways, my flight, I'll continue, my flight uh, was cancelled uh, out, of, out, of, out of my hometown to Calgary, racing to Houston, uh, racing to Calgary to see if I can get another flight to get into Houston by Sunday evening, uh, for my first day of my training. Um, so anyways, um, Finally, after about two hours of being on hold uh, with the R9, they said the earliest we can get you in is Monday night at um, 7 p.m. Houston time. So I was kind of heartbroken. I talked to my my manager, my boss, and he said, well, you can't go and miss the first day, so we'll cancel it for this go-around, and we'll just have to rebook next year, right? So I was pretty disheartened. This was an important career development milestone training session. so turned around and drove back home, right? And then um, kinda went back home and then, you know, let Amy know that uh, I was coming back and I was kind of disappointed, so we stopped back at, so I stopped at, I stopped on my way back to my place. By this time, I'd finally rented a place of my own that was, you know, it, w- it was nice, um, you know, made me feel comfortable to have, like, you know, visitors or have my kids Um, like I didn't have a place for the first six months of 2018 I kind of lived in my truck or surfed friends' couches Um, and I only told one other friend that I was getting separated so or two other friends actually uh, that I was getting separated otherwise I thought my life was status quo because I was very embarrassed I had a ton of shame for being such a failure Um so anyways, um Amy and I began talking and it was at, at this time, so um March twenty fourth that uh, we had a really good conversation and she acknowledged that that she had grown to have feelings for me and we said, Well, you know, let's 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 date, right? And we said, But let's date with intent, right? Because this was not following patterns of of the world, this is not casual dating. This is with intent. Um, because, like I said earlier, I made the really, really rookie mistake of telling her that uh, that I'd fall in love with her and that I that I would marry her uh, within a month of meeting her, and uh, and that caused kind of a kind of a cooling off of things at like that. So anyways, so we decided to date with intent that was that, was that moment, and then she let the kids know that that was kind of the nature of where the relationship was, was going. and then what happened was is uh, what happened was is we'd uh, you know that, that later on that evening I got a phone call from my father, and he said that um, my mother had taken a, a turn for the worse and that I needed to get up get up to Edmonton where he lived, in a hurry, and that's a six hour drive for me, so, I already had my bags packed, I was going to Houston for, for a week and I, I drove up to Edmonton right away, and um, the amazing part is my mother had been bedridden for almost six months, non-communicative for the last four, um, you know, being kind of fed through a syringe in a way, kind of, you know, her body was there, but it didn't seem like there was much else. Um, so, anyways, I get up to Edmonton uh, just in time for the ambulance to come pick her up, take her to the hospital. Um, so, March twenty, March twenty-four, and she was in the hospital for um, a few days, about four days, five days, and then you know, talking, uh, talking with uh, with uh, doctors and everything. The Doctor says, "Well, don't think she make it." You know, she doesn't have much time, and she's not she's not going to get better, right? This, this is this is to put uh, put her affairs in order, talking to my dad and everything like that. And, and my dad devastated her. He'd been married to her for umpteen years, and you know, as immigrants, they, they came from from South America right, during a time when the political um, situation was was tough. You know, they, my dad was even a uh, in a concentration camp for a while and my mom waited for him. and they've been through a lot, of, a lot of stuff in their marriage. Coming to a new country learning a new language, a new culture and embracing all of it. Something that, you know, we're very, you know, very grateful for, for this country accepting us and, and the people accepting us and, and another example of, of God working in our lives even at that time I honestly you know, was an infant look back now and actually thinking about it right now I was like holy smokes that was that was another example of how he he did work miracles in, in our lives he gave us safe he gave us sanctuary from what surely was a terrible situation for my family uh, gave us a new home right um so anyways um I got up there and then uh, you know, um, March 29th, uh, The doctor came in. The twenty and said, uh, "Your mom," you know, told us that she wasn't. Probably, she probably wasn't going to make the night. Um, so I, I, called Amy, and, and I don't know. Like we just, like I said, we just started. You know, our official, I'll say, kind of dating with intent, and uh, and I don't know, right? Coincidentally, um, Amy's husband, he passed away on March 30th, at that time, eight years previous. So, you know, we were both going to be sharing our loss close to the, the same date, which was kind of incredible. And another another one of those amazing things is, is uh, Amy's marriage to, to, her, to her husband, um, you know, was... August twenty fourth, right? <laughs> my marriage to my my first wife uh, was also August twenty fourth. So, like I, you know, honestly, I, I you know, if I heard somebody tell me all these impossible coincidences. I say, you know, man, <laughs> it's like stop making crap up. Um, but it wasn't. So I was like, oh, it's crazy that we have all these things, right? And then. And then anyways, I, uh, you know, as my, my mother actually ended up passing away on, on April 1st, uh, April Fool's Day. Um, but anyways, uh, before she left, I was able to read her uh, the story of The Little Prince, which was her favorite book, and she read it to me uh, as a child. And at the very end, his, uh, the little prince has to leave his body behind to fly up to his planet, B-612. Pretty fitting for that moment. Um, so, so, so she was leading me going up up to heaven. I felt uh, so. I was at peace with her passing, and I felt it was a release from the prison that was her body. The other thing that happened prior to her actually her, her last breaths was I got a I got a phone call from Amy, and, uh, and you have to understand we'd actually only been now officially dating <laughs> for handful of days then she said hey what hospital is your mom at and I said well, oh oh um, yeah we're at the we're at this one and and yeah don't bother sending flowers or anything like that because you know it's just stuff to take from and everything like that she said no 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 I'll be there and I'll be there shortly and and it's crazy like it was overcast and sprinkling a little bit and I kind of left the room where my mom was at and I went out to to kind of like a, a foyer where I could overlook the parking lot, and and there was that, you know, like a, a hole in the clouds, and there was sun shining at that moment as I looked out, and I was like, I was filled with excitement. I was like, y- What do you mean you'll be here? And she says, I'll be there shortly, um, and I couldn't believe it that she was she was coming up, and uh, and I I never would have expected that because you know it's a hard day her and her family and for her to leave her kids with, with someone and to come up and be there for me that that was truly meaningful to be there for for my dad uh, w- which was really incredible and i look back on and i think you know i think my mom was waiting uh, and wanted to make sure that i'd be okay before she left and it was and i think you know, God in her I did know that I would be okay that I'd met this incredible person and that I would be okay and uh, yeah, so just, it wasn't the moment of sadness per se, I was sad and losing my mother but I knew she was going, she was free from the prison that was her body and I knew that I'd be okay too, um, I found somebody, right, like I look back at the scriptures and you know, White from noble character. Holy smokes, that's that was that was Amy, and we were dating with intent. And I look at, oh my goodness, what are the odds that my flight to Calgary would have been delayed first by fog and then by deicing issues, and then the fact that we we decided to 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 start that journey towards um, kind of marriage and. Uh, you know, it was, it, 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 that was God working, right? So when I think about that, why am I a believer now? Well, I've got plenty of examples as to why and how, because now I, now I see how he works, and, you know, there'll be someone that'll say, no, no, that's just luck. And I'm like, man, if that were luck in the lottery, I would have won like five or six lotteries in a row, and not like little scratch and win lotteries, like I'm talking big lotteries, um, But I wouldn't trade all that, uh, (laughs) all that money for the life that I have now. Um, I guess I'll fast forward is, um, you know, Amy and I had started out as the guy that was going to give her directions. We ended up getting married, and I'll say, uh, on July 23rd, the day after my birthday. And the amazing thing is, is I think back when I told that little old lady that one day, I. I hope to have a home like that, like hers, to actually you know, I'm amazed that actually not only do I have a home like that, I actually have that home. Uh, so just just remark I'm so yeah I'm a believer and yeah I'm filled with hope and you know and and I think to the other scripture, right? Be thankful for your trials and tribulations. And like I am so grateful. I'm saddened for the loss, and how it impacted my my children, and in talking with my kids, and rebuilding those relationships. Um, You know, at the end of the day, we will be stronger for it, right? Because it does teach us perseverance. Um, It does uh, teach us hope, right? Because, you know, for me, faith is, is, you know, faith makes the impossible possible, right? you know, and, and you're believing in the unseen, right? And that's why I have hope. Um, I know there's, there's like, you know, life has moments that are, that are harder than others and have moments of joy, but this is that part where my wife shares her wisdom from her story, her her testimony, and her experience, and she says, if God brought you to it, He'll bring you through it. Uh, so yeah, so, that's 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 my wife that's that's kind of our story in a nutshell that's my testimony so and this is coming from a guy that was uh like I said, I believed I was an unbeliever till I believed and uh, yeah that's it so if this kind of resonates with anyone um, awesome um, you know I, I share this with with anybody who Anybody who's interested, I see a lot of other men that are going through troubles of marriages or falling to, to the idols that, that the world throws at us. And I kind of just share. And i will challenged them much the way my wife challenged me. It's like, is it really you or is it God? Because uh, he has a plan for us. So. You just got to open the door when he knocks. And sometimes he has to knock harder than others, but he never, he never gives up. Um, yeah, and that's about it. Thanks for listening.
0: All right, I'd like to end today's broadcast with a, uh, a Bible verse that uh, has some personal meaning for both today's guest and his wife. It's Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12. And it says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him two lie together, they will keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves, for a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, and and remember, God can provide for your needs in any circumstances, as Fran's story shows us. So just remember, if you have the faith to believe, God can answer your needs. So have faith in God. Until next time, God bless you.
2: Well, want somebody to tell me answer if you can want somebody to tell me that whatever i of a man I'm going to ask the question, please answer if you can. Is there anybody children can tell me? Tell the, of the soul of a man. well, what somebody tell me. Answer if you can. I want somebody to tell me. Tell what is the soul of a man. I travel different countries. I've traveled in for land I've found nobody could tell me There's the world about the soul of a man When well, I want somebody to tell me And the if you can I want somebody to tell me Tell the about the soul of a man I saw a crowd standing talking I just came up in time, was teaching the lawyer, the doctor. Well, the man ain't nothing but a mind. Well, I want somebody to tell me, answer if you can. I want somebody to tell me just whatever, the soul I but I gotta want somebody to tell me answer. I want somebody tell me that the word is the soul of a man. I read the Bible often. I tried to read it right. And for it I could understand nothing but a bonnet. Gotta watch somebody tell me. And if you can. I want somebody
1: tell me
2: tell what is the soul of a man When Christ had in or the temple The people lost to the maze Was teaching the lawyers, doctors How to raise the men from the grave Well, I want somebody tell me Answer if you can Somebody
1: to tell me, doesn't the
2: soul of a man. Well, I want somebody to tell me, and if you can, I want somebody to tell me, doesn't the soul of a man.